I had an interesting tasting experience with a new brand of seltzer drink. Okay, and it's not a little bit of the bubbly. It's not a little bit of bubbly, no. It's the it's the flavored water with booze. Okay, that's still, there's still quite a few of those, buddy. Is it the claw? No, not the claw. Well, first of all, I was at a Halloween party, and they had this uh, brand called Bon Vive. Okay. Best fucking seltzer I'd ever had. Um, that shit's the one that I want to fuck with from now on. So I decided to go and buy a box of it when I was um, up in Walker County the other day. Okay. Visiting my friends for uh, D&D. I don't know why. I just love the fucking southern ass plate. I was up in old Walker County, decided to stop by the store and buy me a case. That's how you talk in Walker County. If you don't talk like that, you talk like how I normally talk... Then they'll find you. <laughs> so I got this box of drinks. Got it all the way down to the fucking register. And she was checked my ID and everything. She said, ah, dang, I'm sorry, it's Sunday. Aw. Because Walker County's dry on Sundays like a dumb county. Dumb. Was that the end? Of the, was that the end of the story? <laughs> no, so I had to go down to another gas station. I bought this off-brand bullshit seltzer. And they have this one flavor, and it is called Lemon Agave Hibiscus. I can already tell this is going to fuck you up, right? No, it just fucks you up, because as I crack that bad boy open, I gave it that smell. It's like, oh, it gives a little bit of lemon zest. All right, let me give this a taste. Oh. That's mustard. What? (laughs) What? Boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time! It's time! A load! I'm talking about a load! A load of BS! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS! The greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all, Diane! And I'm talking about he, the B, the LAKE, that's right, it's Blake, Diane! And the man who wants to get his scat jazz career going, it's the S, Scotty Moore. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, damn it. I just realized I gave it away. I told everyone that you were you were the B, and I didn't want to expose the, your character on The Masked Singer this season, but for everyone who's been watching The Masked Singer and wondering who that B is up there delivering great hits, it's been Blech. Blake. It's me. Boo. <laughs> I'm Boo. Bulls, bulls, bull. <laughs> what what does he sing? What's something that the bee has been singing? The bee, uh, he's been singing, um, uh, Old wa- <laughs> He's been singing, uh, Wanna Be by the Spice Girls. He's that, that's been one. You know, if you want to be my lover. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one that he's done. Um, I'm a bee. Which is probably the most appropriate one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the energy we're bringing tonight. Is, Scotty, it is officially hot toddy season. It's hot body season. We went from hot body summer to hot toddy winter, and that's where we're at now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy I'm not the only one who's feeling this, because like, last night I got in the car and just... The cold hit, and I was like, it still exists! It's still here! 
Um, and it was raining around where we were last night, so yesterday I made the mistake of wearing flip-flops outside. <laughs> it was quite chilly and rainy, so I could not feel my feet for half the day. Yeah, that is... At first I was like, that's not that bad of a feeling, then I went, wait, no, it is, it's a rough one. Yeah. So, uh, also, the fans and the heater in my car don't work, so I was just kind of living in that the entire <laughs> way home. Living in that shame. Well, that happened to me a couple of winters back. It was like mid-January, the heater in my car broke, and it was about the same time when I had to drive back and forth to Birmingham a lot. So I would just spend, like, hour-long stretches in my car trying not to die as I froze to death. You know what? It's fine. I could just chop another toe off today. Just second toe. That way my body has to heat less bits of it. It's one of those things that, and I guess summer, the same could be said for summer, where you get really excited the first couple of times it happens, and then afterwards you're like, can this just stop? Can it just oh, not happen anymore? Yeah, there is definitely that great, there's that, um... There's that period, there's that uh, honeymoon period that yeah, you get. Yeah, the honey mustard period. The honey mustard period where you drink it out of a can. <laughs> <laughs> and you just love the fact that, that it's dropped 20 degrees on average. And you get that for a couple of days, and then your sinuses finally decide to catch up. Yeah. Said, oh, it's cold now. You're gonna, your face is gonna swell up and you're gonna die. See, that happened to me a couple of days ago. I was recording one of the bits for, um, the new show, the new BS Network pro program, Me Again, the self-help podcast, and I was recording it, and I was like, oh, I've got my normal radio voice, let's just start talking, and then this just happened, and I went, oh no, where did it all go wrong? Why am I slowly aging once again? Again. Until Grandpapa, we're here again. <laughs> no one's gay for mole man. And then someone threw a football and it hit me right in the donger. And that yeah. was I was saying boers. <laughs> I was saying autumn. Okay, I know we're not we're not usually the people to be like, I saw a Facebook post and it's really funny. But I did very much enjoy someone the other day put uh, for the or for the uh, UK people, there's autumn from the French autumnal, which means this, and like, and then going further back, it's from this Latin origin. Meanwhile, in America, we call it fall because leaves fall down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or in Walker County, as it's now orange. <laughs> it's orange season now, baby. Y'all, everything got orange. It's the cold time. Deer season. <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying... Okay, for the listeners at home, uh, the first mate of the BS Salty Frank of the Seven Seas is in the chat just typing out sentences that we're saying that he's a big fan of, and now he's just posted orange, and that's it. Orange. orange. Uh, you know, my favorite thing about orange season is just definitely the festivities. All the, oh, the good orange festivities that you get to participate in? Were you ever... Well, no, no, the... I mean the frog festival. Oh. <laughs> Where you run around and you throw... You 
all the kids, they get together, they get their red and white paints and the black paints, and they paint up oranges to look like Pokeballs. And then they run out into the woods and fling the oranges at frogs until they catch one to bring back home to Papa. Many frogs die. <laughs> but they, when you cook them, they've got a lovely orange tone to them afterwards. It's very nice. It's the only place in the South where you'll find people who actually like to cook frogs' legs. Yeah. Were you ever someone who did, like, fall celebrations and stuff like that? Because I was not as a kid. It wasn't until I was in college where I met a family who adopted me as their own pet, basically. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, come out with us. We're doing, like, this fun trunk-or-treat thing out in the middle of the woods. Oh. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then we went pumpkin patch picking the other, like, I think a couple years ago, and that was very nice. Oh, yeah, we would always do shit like that because we lived up, you know, we lived out near uh, Hayden in Blunt County. Yeah. And uh, in Blunt County, they got one of the biggest pumpkin patches in Alabama. All right. And you go out into the pumpkin patches, and if you didn't get lost and eaten by the big pumpkins... <laughs> Then you get your own pumpkin to bring home, raise it as your own, so it could eat other pumpkins. Like I don't think I don't think you think what pumpkins are is what pumpkins are. I think you're thinking of wolves. Rabid wolves. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Pumpkins, wolves, they're all orange. You know what? Blunt County's got the biggest wolf patch in all of fucking America. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yep. You send out but the kids, they ride on the rabid wolves. <laughs> But yeah, as a kid, like we would always go out to that big ass pumpkin patch because they had hay rides and jumping. They had a big hay, they jumping. They had a big old hay bale. You jump in and you play in the hay, and that's where I found out that I was allergic to hay. Yeah, and they'd have. That's the, where I learned that they have um, the wolf wrangler. That was always fun mm -hmm. when the wolf wrangler would come out. Oh yeah, when you're the little kids, you know how they. Uh, have bull riders, you you would be a wolf rider. The kid that stayed on the wolf the longest got the prize. The prize was to not be eaten by the wolf. Mm-hmm. I made it. Yeah, uh, Salty Frank does ask if hunting frogs normally is called frog gigging. If we do it with a pumpkin, is it called pigging or gigging? I like... I don't like either of those. I like gigging. <laughs> gigging the frogs with a big-ass pumpkin. Although I do think I have a new tradition to enjoy, and this is going to be a shameless plug for our Patreon show, but holy fuck, Goosebumps 2 is like a really good flick, <laughs> and I'm kind of upset. I've never been upset to be watching a good movie than as me and Blake sat down to record our show about watching terrible films and then halfway through going like, Fuck, this is good. Damn yep. it, shit. I, I will say, the first 30 minutes is probably the slog to get through. Yeah. Last hour is pretty good. Well, most films like that have a slog. Like, uh, School of Rock has a very lengthy slog in it. Space Jam has quite a bit of a slog in it. You just gotta get through it. It makes the payoff all the sweeter. I thought you were just gonna start naming movies that Jack Black was in for a second. <laughs> Osmosis oh. Jones. It's got mini slogs throughout it, which are called the gross scenes with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, I'm very surprised at how little uh, Jack Black was in Goosebumps 2. Yeah. 
compared to what I believe he was in in Goosebumps 1, because I still haven't seen it. Given the fact that he plays R.L. Stein, I was very surprised he wasn't in it. Now, I will say... Uh, I know this isn't Fight Boys, but I did talk to Gazi about you paid for this, and I was like, yeah, we just got done recording. He goes, oh, what did you, what, what did you guys do? And I said, I don't know if you'll like it, but we did Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween. And to which Gazi said, fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Goosebumps 2, baby! Fuck yeah! I loved the first one! It was phenomenal! Like, me and my dad watched it! It was great! Man, I really loved the fact that they decided to make Slappy the main villain! He's the most iconic person in all of Goosebumps! And I'm like, fucking... Gazi, what are you... What have you become? What is this? Uh, that just, that kind of makes me happy. It fills me with a pretty good, it feels, it makes me pretty light and fluttery inside because now, now we know that we can play to our audience. And also now we know at least one person is going to listen to this month's You Paid for This. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Blakey T, back to school season starting up soon again, and I was thinking, with all these kids getting back to school- Hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> That was two months ago. Oh, man, you're so right. Back to school season's <laughs> just around the corner, kids. And while you're all out at your old... We're week... on the other side of the corner. <laughs> Back, we're approaching the other corner. <laughs> but while, while y'all are all out at your old navies, picking up your book bags and your foldable rulers... And getting excited, getting your notebook that you're gonna put a stussy on the outside. This is not of. right. I thought about a movie we could make, and it's oh, it's not got a lot of details in it. I just kind of have a general concept, and that concept is I want to revisit the fish out of water genre. Most popularly seen in high school films from. Mean Girls to the New Guy, which is a yep. buck wild film, <laughs> or the popular subversion of the trope, Mr. Limpet. Oh, I thought you were gonna because say... he's a fish in water. <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna say water shoved into a fish. They've got a funnel and they just shove water <laughs> in this fish, and then it becomes impreg porn. And of course, uh, Waterworld. Yeah, did I force you to watch the New Guy? Because... Nope. I, I thought we watched... Okay. Also, fun fact, the uh, main character is played by DJ Qualls, who the day after we partied with Chewbacca at Dragon Con, I woke up to see DJ Qualls liked one of my Dragon Con statuses without being tagged in it. Meaning the <laughs> guy, the fucking new guy, was like, yeah, baby, let's do this. Oh my god, we did watch this movie. Yes, it is the film... I was very inebriated. It's about a boy who gets his dick broke, not a joke, at high school, and is then forced to move high schools for some fucking reason. Also, he goes to prison at one point. I don't know why he goes to prison. And then he gets his prison friends... To chain him up like Hannibal Lecter and wheel him up to the new school so he looks like a badass. 
hey, DJ Qualls, that doesn't make you look like a badass. It makes you look like a serial murderer. Well, exactly. You had to, you had to submit your dominance. Yes. Also, at some point, he gets tied up and gets fake boobies put on him. And the love interest rides a bull very suggestively. Blake, what the fuck was the early 2000s in film? Because holy shit, this movie. I don't even remember, like... God, that was around the time that Freaky Friday came out. Yep. Things like, ugh. He was, was also like... in a funk band. I don't know why, but he was in a funk band. <laughs> Frank is like, I think I remember this movie. Am I just remembering a lot of different, like, early aughts movies together at once? Hey, Frank, that's the secret. They were all the same. Yeah. Um. So I want to do a fish out of water story. So what's our, who's our fish? Because once we, dis- once we figured out the fish we can figure out what water we want to drop him out of well scotty have you ever seen a wonderful movie called the shape of water oh no because i think that we could just make him a literal fish man i um, and bring him out of the water well no no i'm hearing what you're saying but i i want to exist in the world that shape of water exists and i want to live in that world and I want to remind you of something that happens in that world, which is that fish man fucks a lady. The fish man does fuck a whole ass lady in that film. And they're in love. And they are in love. And what what comes first comes love, then comes la- marriage. Then, then comes Larry? <laughs> Were you going to say then comes Larry? <laughs> then comes Larry the cable guy. Then comes a shitty little fish in a fishy fuck carriage. <laughs> fishy fuck. This is the film about the baby. This is the film about the baby. And here's my idea. I want to do some fucking Grecian Oedipus tail shit with it to where the baby gets lost from the parents. And also, I think he... I don't think this is established in Shape of Water, but I'm gonna say he's a fish king. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if that's true, but I don't have enough information to refute you. He's king of the fish, but shitty... Is he like Aquaman, king of the fish? No, lot nastier and wetter. Lot nastier, lot wetter. So, what happens is they take the baby fish boy and they lose him... Like Hercules. And so then he gets raised by Ma and Pa Kent on a farm in uh, Miami because he has to yeah. be near the water or else he will die. That's just... So Ma and Pa Kent, of course, they raised Superman, retired to Florida. Yes! <laughs> then they found... And then they just like, shit! Martha, there's another baby. This one's fucking real nasty looking, though. It is real nasty. Or is he... Okay, I want to do this. Is he born a fish and slowly gains human attributes, or is he born human and slowly gains fish attributes? There is that Disney Channel original movie where there is the boy who does the second thing you said and turns into a mermaid, so... 
Okay. Yeah. This, this is a sexy maybe the first sexy mermaid fish out of a t- fish out of water story. And so as he's growing up with Ma and Pa Kent on the farm in Miami, the Miami farm. Um, it's the cocaine farm. <laughs> Ma and Pa Kent's cocaine farm. He, uh, <laughs> he slowly, I, I guess he won't always like fit in with the kids, right? Because he's, he firstly, he's got gills and that's going to be an issue with anybody. And so, uh, like they make fun of him because he has to go swim in toilets to revive his energy in between, uh, classes. He has this to go is sw- gonna splash around in a toilet. Where else are you gonna find a lot of water for the little fish boy? It's uh, gonna no. be in the toilet. Oh no 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 no! Oh no! I got it. It doesn't kick in until high school, and he's still kind of a nerd. But a kid, fucking bullying him dunks his head in the toilet to give him a swirly as he does his gills open for the first time and he whips up and now he's got super fish powers and starts beating the shit out of all the bullies and now it's a superhero story you are just doing the polar opposite of the 13th year at this point i'm all in for it but i just need you to know that disney's lawyers are on to i don't think i okay hold on now we're gonna have to pause because i need you to tell me what 13th year was because i did not see 13th year Okay, so it's a it was a Disney Channel movie released in '99, the heady days of good Disney movies. Yeah, Disney Channel original series movies, digital original movie movies on the channel. So Cody is adopted, and they later find out that his birth mom was a mermaid who left the baby on their boat. And okay. Then as he gets older, was it? Well, hold he, on. Was a giant furry mermaid on a motorcycle who left him at the doorstep? You're a mermaid, Cody. You're a mermaid, Cody. And as it, after his thirteenth birthday, he basically starts to turn into a mermaid. Okay. Um. So he starts to like need water more, and someone is chasing him because he can generate electricity and climb walls like Spider Man and talk to fish. And I, hey, I don't remember like, half of two this. out of three of those things fish can't do, <laughs> other than electric eels. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? He is already more interesting than Aquaman. Oh, don't talk about Momoa like that. I love my Momoa. Okay. Sorry, Jason, but I'm right. Yeah. But he's then he starts running from like some government goon or something that wants him for the fact that he's a mermaid? Well, yeah, he's a fucking mermaid, Blake. That's like finding an alien. Of course they're going to come after him. I guess so. I mean, I've just got to the point where he meets with his mother, and the writing in this Wikipedia article is so, like, strange and jumps from place to place that in the same sentence it says he meets with his uh, fish mother for the first time, and then he meets Sam on the beach later and they share a kiss, and I'm like, that's his mom! (laughs) But no, it's it's talking about Sam, the love interest. Okay, so, in our film... (laughs) Dude, in, in the babe of in the babe of water, the, the ba- shape of baby. Oh fucking babe of water is it though? You got it in one. It's that. 
Um, how about that's like the opening of the film is we see the boy get raised and all of this, and then he gets bullied at school, and then it's one of those films that just takes a buck wild left turn in the beginning and just expects you to go along with it. You mean after the first five minutes he's a teenager and then he's got all these fish problems going on and he strikes off to find his true family I as was, he sings a merry little tune? I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say that his parents find him immediately and this is where the fish out of water scenario kicks in because now they go back to fish, fish New York City. Fish York City. And uh, they now he has to try to get in with their new fancy world and it's Blake I'm making fresh prints with fish it's just fresh prints with fish That's so you're making and his dad is the king so you're making the fish prints the fish prints of Bel Air baby and so he's like <laughs> he's like this kind of gangster tough from Miami and he's got to get used to the fancy ways a fucking Bel Air fish Bel Air. Yes, it's what it used to be called Atlantis, but we really like this one Will Smith TV show. <laughs> now this is a story all about how my life got flip-flopped upside down and I like to take a minute <sighs> to sit right there. I tell you how I became the fish prince of a town called Fish Bel Air. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of fish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We okay, so we're in Fish Bel Air now. Yes, and this is where the story truly begins. That is a buck wild five minutes right there. Okay, hold. On. <laughs> no, Frank has come up with the most buck wild scenario, which is what if the story about be- him being adopted is fake? The mom is still a real mom, and his dad was just a dolphin that fucked her. <laughs> and it's just like a fucking octo dad situation. <laughs> It's a, it's a fucking dolphin in a suit. <laughs> but dad, how could you? <laughs> I'm sorry, son. In South Miami, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Oh, flippy dip, Max, sitting diving in the pool. <laughs> When I when a couple of guys from inside my school, from inside my school, <laughs> started making trouble with some harpoons. <laughs> they stuck my head Fuck in me. the toilet, and I grew gills. And then my mama said I was adopted. I whistled for a cabin. <laughs> <laughs> the license it was actually a said, boat. The license plate said fish. It was a boat. If anything, I could say that this carp was rare, but I thought, man, forget it. Yo, home's Bel Air. It's actually Atlantis, but oh, it's all right. I'll let you slip away with that one, son. No, no, no. Fish Bel Air is on the, uh, like, I think, here's my thing. Atlantis is a lot like Los Angeles, which is people know Los Angeles, but they also know, like, Hollywood and Anaheim and Burbank and all of these different areas that make up the grander Los Angeles. That's what Atlantis is like, and our heroes live in the Bel Air section of Atlantis. Okay. Yeah. So we're in the we're in the rich Atlantis. Man, I can't wait until Fish Boys 
real dad comes back and they have that super like emotional episode. No, don't. <laughs> don't. How come he don't want me, man? How come he don't want me? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, wait, wait, hold on. So does that confirm that when they get back down to Atlantis, his how about his mom was the queen? And his okay. dad was a freeloader and left. And his mom has now got a new husband who's sporting a fancy goatee and long hair. That's right. It's Jason fucking Momoa playing the Uncle Phil role. Uncle Is he just gonna be Aquaman except we can't use the license? That's exactly what he is, Blake. Okay. Let's get into dream casting right here. Who's our his, his name is just Jason. His name is King Jason. Um, okay, so I guess that's the first casting. Is the Uncle Phil role is definitely Jason Momoa. Um, yep. Do we just give the Will, Will Smith the fish boy role, or is there a modern day fish boy we could really pop in that boy's place? You know. <laughs> I don't know. I would love to see Tom Holland in that role, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because I was thinking Tom Holland. And I was like, I don't know. Because Tom Holland does not fucking look like Jason Mom. Oh, wait, no, because he's not the same dad. It's a different yeah, dad. Yeah, he's a stepdad. His dad's That's Toby what... Jones. And then I could definitely see that. Yep. So his new dad is Jason Momoa. He is pre- p- played by Tom Holland. Who is the mom? Um. Oh, who is the mom? Ah. Uh, uh, that's a good. Oh wait, hold on. No, just the the lady from Shape of Water. This has been confirmed. Oh yeah, we already know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Now Frank does ask if all of the Spider Men could be in the cast, which is why I would like to propose. Um. You better tell me that Tobey Maguire is going to be the Carlton role. I was going to say the butler. He was the Jeffrey of the Jeffrey. affair. <laughs> <laughs> Frank says Toby's the mom. Toby. Oh, Toby. No, I do like Tobey Maguire being the Carlton. And uh, now it's House of Fish Spiders is really what this is all about. Oh, if you want... If you want to get another Spider-Man character in, though, as the butler, who better than Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe, or... Well, no, because then he would just literally be playing the swordfish from fucking Finding Nemo. It would just be <laughs> that again. Oh, um, oh, damn it, I just had another really, really good one. Um, how do you feel about Michael Keaton as the butler? If we're gonna, If all we're allowed to cast from is actors from Spider-Man... I would like that. If now if we could just expand it a little bit more into the Spider-Man video game universe and that one time where he voiced the tutorial voice man Bruce <laughs> Bruce Campbell Bruce Campbell could be the butler. You know he's in the Spider-Man films, right? It's not just he was a narrator. I forgot that he was, honestly. He was in Oh no no no. Oh shit, do you not know this story? Um, okay, firstly, Zendaya plays, uh, the mom at, like, in the fourth season when we get a new mom, it's now Zendaya. Um, but no, apparently... Oh, I remember this scene now. Yeah, but no, 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 here's the funny thing about, 
his character, Bruce Campbell's character in the three Spider-Man films. He was a ring announcer for wrestling in the first one. He was a uh, box office, like, he was basically the the heavy for the fucking theater to keep Spider-Man out. And I can't remember what he was in the third. No, that was, one of them, he was just a dude in an elevator, I think. I think that's the second. Well, the second one, he was dressed up in a bow tie. And the third one, he's dressed up in a suit. He is a, he is a French restaurant man. Oh, in the that's third. what it was. He was uh, the ticket taker in the second one, then the restaurant guy in the third one. In the fourth one, if the fourth one was going to come out, he was going to be revealed as none other than Quentin Beck a.k.a. fucking Mysterio, and throughout the previous three films, he had just been fucking along, keeping tabs on Spider-Man by invading all of these different locations. God, do you know how much, like, I really loved Mysterio's arc in Far From Home, but do you know how much better that would have been? Yes, it would have been phenomenal. And apparently, according to, uh, I can't remember who directed it, Spooky, the guy who made Spooky Boy films, uh, it was not going to be a, like, far from home level villainy. It was going to be the first fucking scene he beats the shit out of Mysterio, then it's revealed to be uh, fucking Bruce Campbell, and everyone freaks out. And then I think the Sinister Six was going to be, like, the main villain. And oh, that's uh, good. We, also, because mostly, like, Mysterio's just kind of an asshole. And also, we have ignored the greatest fucking option for the butler, and it's J.K. Simmons. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson just pimping around, flapping his little fish feeties, telling everyone, having like a sassy comment after everything that Fish Smith does. Now, Frank does ask if we're crossing over with the Little Mermaid at any point, and um, I think like maybe as a joke, like a jokey Easter egg, we could have like a, a real shitty mermaid named Ariel, and she's dumb as fuck. Um, either that, or we could have all of the the mermaid civilization just be a burnt out husk of what it once was after they stepped to the Atlanteans. Okay, so yeah, it is still gonna have like. It's gonna have joking references to the Little Mermaid, but that's it. So, like, one day he finds And it's a... gonna be her bones! <laughs> one day they find a fork, and they're like, what is this? And then, <laughs> and then fucking Will Fish just pimps up, like, it's a fucking fork, get over it, and then walks away. Yeah, you don't brush your hair with it, idiots. That's one of the... No, that's one of the episodes where Will Fish is going through, like, a serious anger thing, and then he sees shitty Ariel picking up the thing... It's a fucking fork. Eat food with it, you animal. And then takes it and throws it in a ravine. And then it explodes. Then it explodes. I think we've made a good movie here. I think we did. I think the Fish Prince of Fish Bel Air is gonna... There has to be a better pun at Bel Air than Fish Bel Air. There has to be something. The Fish... Moving on. The fish prince of smell hair. That Because that's got everything to do with fish. Well, Blake, we're going to have to... I think we're going to have to pay somebody to come up with a good Bel Air fish pun. And in order to afford that, we've got to... <laughs> we got to go to the Shell Station, baby! <laughs> Shell, Shell Station! station. <laughs> 
That's the one good fish pun. <laughs> ding, ding, motherfucker. <laughs> Alright, welcome to the Shell Station. I hope we don't get sued for that trademark. I was just to say, wait a minute, isn't Shell Station just a pun on Shell Station? And we have not, we've punned all the way back. We did a full 360 pun back to where we started. So patreon.com slash BS. <laughs> I feel like that was a, a 360 pun. That deserves an award. And if you want to award us, if you want to become a BS Moon Marine, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get access to our Discord. Shout it on the show of your choice every single week. Like Salty Frank. Like the Radish Podcast. Like the Associates Anonymous Podcast. Like my mom and dad. They're all patrons. And you can be too at patreon.com slash a load of BS because not only do you get all that what else do they get blake viewer beware (laughs) they're in for a scare you get access to the worst horrible thing that we do which is not so horrible this month because we watched a movie that we liked it's called you paid for this it's where scotty and i we just watch a movie we talk over it and we give you the audio so you can listen to us talk over the movie as you watch the movie and it's, listen to us talk over it. It's like, we're, we're right there in the room with you. It's like Mystery Science Theater or Riff Tracks. And I I know you. we may end up not doing it, but I'm really excited for my idea for what we're going to do in November. It will be torture, but I'm really excited if we actually get to do it. I would rather watch The New Guy twice. <laughs> Look, that's not a bad... The New Guy's a good flick. Fuck off. The new guy has a 5.9 on IMDb and a 7 on our tomatoes. I mean, that's good. That's a passing grade. 7% out of 100. Oh, no. I thought you meant 7 out of 10. Uh-oh, oopsie poopsies, merch.aloadofpurebs.com if you want some awesome BS merch. We got great t-shirts for all the different shows. We got posters. Blake, we got something else, though. Something your fish could live in. What is it? Well, no, it could not live in this BS Boozy Sippy Cup because it's too shallow and I drink out of it. But I love my boozy sippy cup. It keeps warm shit warm and cold shit cold. And it is held fucking up. That is held up for a long time. I fucking love this thing, man. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably going to also put up, like, tumblers that are made from the same material and some other really cool stuff. Let me know what you want to see because we can make... A fuck ton of Buckwild stuff for the website. We can make fanny packs. I'm going to put up, uh, when when the winter starts hitting hard, we're going to put up bomber jackets. Look really dope. And if you want it, you can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck. And is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is... The bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, the late tenor. 
I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life! So I guess we should move on to the next thing that we do, which is where I do something. Yes. Also, uh, James Cameron or Guillermo del Toro? Which one is going to be the director of The Fish Prince? Collaboration! Collabo, baby! So I thought, um, you know, since it's this kind of... It's the orange month. Yeah, The spooky times. Since it's back to school season. Yeah, back to school... Two months ago. And since everybody's getting ready, they're starting to get their parties, they're getting their autumn fling on, I think that we need to just plan the most buck-wild, spooky autumn bash that we fucking can right here, right now. We're gonna throw everything in. All the good shit, all the good shit about this time of the year, everything that we want to see, we get all our friends there, and we just die. So... Um, my first suggestion is the, we make two bobbing for apples things. One is actually bobbing for apples. The other one is a massive fucking cocktail that you can run up and put a ladle into and ladle it into your cup. You can also bob for the apples, but there is grain alcohol in it. It will sting your eyes pretty bad. I feel like that could lead to some sanitary issues, but it's okay. The grain alcohol will kill it. Yeah, that's what. That's why the grain alcohol is there. Thank you. And it kills you too. Yeah. Um, now Frank. And is we des- don't tell people which one is which. Yeah. Now Frank has described uh, another section of what I'm gonna call our little park, Halloween Town, and <laughs> that's not. Uh, that's not well, taken at all. But I want a specific section of the park that has a giant. Um, a giant movie theater screen that plays exclusively Disney fucking Disney Halloween films. So we'll okay. have Hocus Pocus, we'll have Halloween Town. Yes, we will have both Goosebumpses. Those'll be thrown in. I are those Disney? They weren't, but damn if they didn't look it. They did look it. They really felt like that. So yeah, we'll throw them in there because they feel like it. We'll just throw in all your good shit. I'm going to do a Scooby-Doo marathon one day. This is going to be more than one day now, isn't it? It's going to be a multiple day event. And so each day we do need to have, I guess we could just do like a double feature each night of like Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2, Ghost Ghost Bumps, Ghost Bumps 2. Um, Because you don't need to see Halloween Town 3. You don't. You don't, actually. No, that's the After Midnight showing, baby. That's what happens after midnight. It's the one that we play to get everyone to go home. Yes. Um, I want to propose an idea, and it's inspired by, I think it's, uh, I can't remember where it's at, but it was this creepy getaway in the fucking woods that you and your friends could go on, and essentially it would be like a murder mystery in the woods with actual scare actors out there to try to fuck you up. I don't want it to be that intense, but I do want the spook goblin, who's just a sad, drunk old man in a creepy mask that we pay to run around and try to spook people, but he's really bad at it. I'm scary. <laughs> Even he's not sure. I'm scary? scary. I guess. 
I'm the spook goblin, baby. I'm coming for the kids. The okay, only spook- thing I scare you with is the grim visage of the future. <laughs> and like, hold on. No, I do love this concept that like it'll show like family videos of uh, we'll have like s'more pits where you can walk up and make s'mores in it. And <laughs> it's a family video of like the kids making s'mores. And in the background is just the spook goblin looking really unsure of himself. He looks around like, like, was I supposed to be here today? They told me that's the thing. We tell the actor we hire that we hired multiples, but really we only hired him. him. It's like, I don't, am I getting paid for today? Is this, I mean, am I in the right location? Why am I here? <laughs> Can you call my son to pick me up? Can you? <laughs> um, oh, Frank has got it. We need a skeleton army with trumpets. Okay. Uh, do we want to get real skinny people so it looks more realistic? That's my thing. Let's just get robots. We'll get ro- tiny skeleton robots. Actually, no. I said it. I didn't mean to say tiny, but now that I did, I want <laughs> tiny skeletons marching along. Do they actually play like j- big j- big band jazz, or do they just make the fucking toot noise? They just make the doot doots, man. That's all they do. <laughs> actually, they they just throw in their little horns over the top of that one song that goes spooky, scary, skeletons, skin shivers down your spine. Can I say that was the weird? weirdest thing about going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was, you've been to Disney World, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know that if you go into Tomorrowland, you'll hear shit like, like Tomorrowland music. And then Fantasyland has its own music. And then I walk into fucking, uh, I think, Adventureland outside of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I want you to know the most taken aback I've ever been in Disney World is when I heard, Here I am, did it, did it, rock you like a hurricane. Wait, wait, what the fuck? I'm at Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't need the scorpions blasting in my eardrums this whole time. Or maybe, maybe. No, okay, we do need a soundtrack, though, that's going to be blasting throughout the entire party. And my proposal is that we just play Pumpkin Hill from Sonic Adventure 2 on a loop. Okay, (laughs) So Pump Hill is there. Um, mm-hmm. No, we've got a, our own custom rap group, the Pump Hill Gang. And the Pump Hill Gang does... Uh, basically, we write Halloween parodies of all of your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like... Uh, like my favorite, This Ain't Halloween. Yes. <laughs> this ain't Halloween. This ain't Halloween. It is October 30th. This ain't <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Because that's the thing about Halloween parties. I don't know if I've ever been to a Halloween party on Halloween. Yo, no, no, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, can <laughs> can we have a sign at the door that says, if you do the time warp, you will be immediately evicted and banned from Halloween Town? <laughs> like, no, no, we only do that one night. It's... <laughs> The Rocky Night. Did you come on Rocky Night? Then you guess you don't get to do the fucking time warp, Deborah. No, sir. <laughs> now I'm gonna throw toast at you. 
It's just a jump to the left. I swear to God, if you step to the right, Jerry, don't you dare step I to the right. I see those hands. Don't you put them on your hips. Oh, he's, oh, God, he's squeezing his knees in tight. Fuck you. If you do a pelvic thrust, I will bust <laughs> your balls down to Hades. I'll drive you insane. I'll be the one driving you insane. Don't you dare do the time warp again. Oh, shit. Now we're doing it, too. Now, <laughs> now everyone's doing it. Oh, no. Fuck. And that's when it's revealed. That's our second scare actor, Voodoo Sam, who hypnotized. No, it's Cuban Pete. And he hypnotizes the security guards into doing fun dances with him oh yes i also like that the security guards have to be scare actors too yeah yeah yeah. we don't have real security well see this is the smart thing this is how you catch the the clever criminals is the fact that everyone thinks our security team is all taken up when fucking you know i'm cuban pete and i'm the king of the rumba beat once that cranks up you're like oh the security's gone i can go steal everything i can go rob people no because that's when the scare actor security team comes in led by the spook goblin who just rushes at you with one of those big flashlights that are like batons. Oh, man, I would love that. Let's just do this. Let's get so much booze and just do this. <laughs> Let's just do this, baby. Just crank it up. And you know what? We're going to have pumpkin carving contests, but all the losers get their pumpkins smashed on their heads. Oh, on the heads. That one's good. I prefer... That the winner gets to destroy all of the failing pumpkin. Well, hold on. No, no, so no, we just does... give him a sledgehammer so they could go Gallagher on those bitches? I, I feel like that's not fair. What I want to do is it tournament style. So it's one pumpkin versus one pumpkin. The winner gets to smash a pumpkin. And the further you move on, you smash more pumpkins until finally you are the victor. And then you wear your pumpkin on your head like a mighty crown. Exactly. We have to force the pumpkin on your head. We, <laughs> like the fucking turkey and friends, we just force that bitch on there for you. That is, um, that is non-negotiable, too. <laughs> I do love that the fucking, whoever's the one, like, the host of this, as he's walking up to put the pumpkin, he's just like, it's non-negotiable, man. I've tried before to make, make sure I couldn't, I had to do this to an eight-year-old kid once, man. I wasn't happy about that at all. There was blood pouring out of the pumpkin. I am Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm the only one that could do this physically, so... Okay. I'm sorry. So we've got... I'm going to assume there's a pumpkin patch. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, I, is there a pie contest, I am going to say? Because uh, Frank wants to know about the pie contest. Um, There is a pie contest, but it's not one where you make the pies. It's one where you eat them. Okay, okay. Um, that definitely needs to happen. Where? What's the candy sitch? Because you know kids going to be wanting candy during this. Oh, yeah, BYOC, bring your own candy. What the fuck is the <laughs> shittiest, shittiest deal of all time? Yeah. Okay, or we could just have a candy pit. Um, I like candy pit, or or we can change up the goblin to be the candy goblin, and he just throws candy at kids. 
not not calmly either. Like he's whipping them kids with this candy. Mm-hmm. You will get a tootsie roll lodged in your throat if you do not close your lips. So what you're saying is we give the candy goblin a potato gun that he could just fill with candy. <laughs> yes, and he shoots it at point blank range. <laughs> Fuck right, you! Just, oh, let's give it one of those t-shirt cannons so we can just shoot candy everywhere. Yeah, okay, so that's... Although, if we do have the candy pit, no, that could be an insurance problem. There would be uh, children that would suffocate. Wait, I do love that the candy pit is the insurance problem, but giving a crazed former meth addict... A fucking gun that shoots Snickers bars. Wait, that's a new that's a new aspect you've added to the character. I mean, what look like one of the biggest aspects of comedy is specificity, and I needed to get more specific about the Candy Goblin and his character, and the fact that he used to smoke meth is very important. I mean, you're telling me that our candy actor Willem Dafoe used to smoke meth. <laughs> He's a survivor. He's a s- survivor, and I feel like that we shouldn't punish him for his past mistakes, Blake. You know what? Fine. When Willem Dafoe falls in the candy pit and drowns, that's going to be <laughs> on you. No! Somebody, a, a, an angry dad gets into a fight with him and pulls out a fake lightsaber because he's dressed like a Jedi. Then the candy goblin pulls out a double-sided lightsaber. They fight. The dad slices the candy goblin in half, and then he falls into the candy pit. With fucking spider legs. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, man, a shotgun with nerds in it, which is basically buckshot. God damn, that would be amazing. Okay, what's our, uh, we've got, we got most of it. What's our, who needs to be our MC? Oh, um, I want someone who's excited and a little bit unhinged. Like, I don't want him to be like, hey, everybody, welcome to the party. I want him to have a little bit of a, what's up, fuckers? Welcome to Halloween Town! So you're telling me it's either gonna be Guy Fieri or Jack Black? It's Jack Black as R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein. That mm-hmm. is our main dude. <laughs> There's an insulin booth by the candy pit. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> so, uh, what's our what's the costume situation like? Is there uh, any rules regarding costumes? Do you uh, the to... only rule is costumes mandatory. Do you have to stay in character as your costume the whole time? Which you will be sad if you and your partner have dressed up comically as ketchup and mustard. True. Or if you've decided that you're going to dress up with your partner as, like, Daenerys Targaryen or Jon Snow or the Lannister twins. Yeah. How about, um, can we have a, a little area called the Costume Hut? And you can come without a costume, but you're not leaving without a costume. If you don't have a costume, you're herded into a separate line that goes to the hut. Yes, and the, in the hut is the costume goblin. The, there is no light in the hut. There is no light, only the costume goblin who is furiously throwing costume pieces on you. And you don't know what you look like until you emerge in your new costume. Is that where we have uh, Slappy the Puppet chained up to put costumes on people? 
Because he has his godlike powers from the Goosebumps. <laughs> no, like he's got his minions there and he's telling your the minions what to dress you up as? No, you fool! Put the pumpkin head on the butt! Put the pumpkin on his dick! Do it! So says me, Slappy! I'm Slappy! So, okay, I'm really jo- enjoying BS's Halloween Town presented by Goosebumps. <laughs> This basically is, a, is Halloween Town, isn't it? This is another one of those weeks where we come up with an idea that I am furious doesn't exist. I am furious that the Candy Goblin does not exist to shoot people in the face with candy. God, that's such a good idea. And it's so violent that people are like fall aback. Like they take a full-on flat back bump. Off of getting blasted by this candy gun. Oh, there is going to be a point where he blasts a hole through someone's chest. (laughs) Yeah. So we've done that, but Blake Tanner, now I have to ask you, what was awesome this week? Um, (laughs) a little something from another Halloween party that I went to, had a great time at, and that is Jello Shots. Were they better than the ones we got at Dragon Con? Because because friend so of the much. show, Justin Robert Young, was furious that these two hungover idiots would not let him buy them a drink. So I was like, fuck, I, give me a jello shot then, I guess. Yes, because I'm... For me, I'm, I'm kind of a purist. My jello shots better be made with vodka, so... The fact they were made with tequila got me off on the wrong foot at the start. Oh, the Dragon Con ones? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They tasted like pure tequila. It was tequila and gelatin. A good jello shot, like, a good jello shot's probably not gonna, you're gonna need a few. Yeah. But, like, it's, as long as it's got the consistency of jello, and as long as you're feeling it after you get that first suck on, mm. I found a nice little way to do it. My friends at this party, they had them, of course, in the cups. Or you could just get the little plastic medicine syringe that's full of jello shot. Yeah. And just stick that bad boy right down your throat. Yeah, it's good. I've always And right up en- your pee hole. I've always no, uh uh-uh. I've well, always And enjoyed- right down your butt. No, stop. I've always enjoyed a syringe as a good way of getting alcohol in your body. From like the the absinthe fairy at actually no, I think the absinthe fairy gave it in like little vials, but still, it's real fun to have someone shoot liquor in your mouth. Oh my god! Why have we not talked about this? Frank brings it up. Oh shit. Fucking so stupid. <laughs> the sh- my least favorite Scotch company in the entire world. I cannot even remember the name right now. Have created basically Tide Pods with whiskey in them, and I know they won't be good. But Blake, you know we have to do a taste test on this show when it comes out, right? Yes. Ah. Uh, fuck me. No. So, uh... My only hope is that they will not ship them to our stupid state. Yeah. Did we ever talk about my first Dragon Con? And when I went into the Braves Bar and Grill in Atlanta, and they were like, we got a special deal going on, it's $2 per Jell-O shot. And then I bought 50 Jell-O shots for the entire bar. 
And I felt akin to a god for the next hour because I was like, I've supplied you with the cherry vodka goodness. Yes, children. This is all yours. Yeah. Get fucked up. I want to get that fuck you rich again. I want to get that fuck you amount of money again. Just to wreck some shit. Well... I guess you better come up with something pretty fucking awesome to get those Patreon subscribers up. <laughs> What's up, guys? Patreon.com slash load of BS. You want me to buy jello shots for people that aren't you? Donate, baby! If you don't know what a jello shot is, it is jello plus alcohol, by the way, just in case anyone's confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, Blake was injecting jello into his veins? That's very dangerous. I did say I was doing it with a syringe. Yeah. Um, well, my thing that's awesome this week, I did. I wasn't sure if it was going to be my awesome thing this week or not. But it is the HBO series, The Righteous Gemstones, which I feel like as a southern, a southern man, it appeals to me because I know fucking churches like that shit. Yep. And the and, fact that they are almost cult. Yeah, and it is uh, basically a show. It's got Danny McBride, John Goodman, and Adam Devine, who is possibly one of my low-key favorite comedic actors. I'm, I've never been able to sit down and like fully enjoy some of his stuff, but I really do like Adam. But uh, it's about this big mega church. And all of the chaos that goes on behind running a megachurch. Like, John Goodman has some amazing scenes where, like, they're moving their church to a new location. And, or, like, building a new location as a secondary church. And one of the pastors from that town comes to visit him. And he's like, what the fuck are you gonna do to me? And he's like, you, you're, you're getting my flock. You're trying to steal my flock away from me. At which point John Goodman says, well, let's be honest, uh, minister. If they were willing to come to me, they probably weren't your flock in the first place. Now, where are they? And it's like, oh, fuck, that's good. I love John Goodman. Yeah. So John's great in it. Uh, Danny, like Danny McBride's character, gets extorted in the first episode, and that's kind of like the running through line through the series is the fact that he's being extorted because there's a video of him snorting the cocaine, and that's not good for a good look for a manister. So as that goes through, although that... in 2019 they let it go, yeah. Uh, so that was really good, and I like it because not only is it really, really fucking funny, but it's also got, like, it's also smart. So, like, John Goodman's character was once, like, a very good Christian preacher, but now he's the one who's kind of, like, obsessing over money and spreading the word and, like, trying to get his reach out instead of, like, God's reach, and it's shown why he does that. Like, throughout the series, they reveal, like, oh, no, he's just really depressed, and he's just using this as a mask of hiding the fucking sadness he feels. And I'm like, oh, that's good as shit. Like, each of the characters are well-rounded, and it's not just, like, a dumb parody. Like, I and I really... The first two episodes were slow, but then the third one really cranks in, and it started getting great. That's good. I hope they're always in it for the money and everything burns down. Uh, Jesus Christ! Sorry, church cults. Church cult, baby! Well, Blakey T, it's been an episode. We've made the fish prince of 
smell air and uh, the BS Goosebumps Halloween Town. But for now, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And doing all these fantastic little podcasts here on the BS Network. Like we told you about, you pay for this. Pay for it. Watch it. It was really fun. And he's also on Fight Boys, which is getting really good lately. Uh, so check those shows out and find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out all of the BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com, including the brand new show, Me Again. It's a show, it's a self-help podcast, it's a daily journal where I check in and basically tell you guys what's going on with my self-help journey, and through realizing, like, how I fucked up that day, I tell you how to not fuck up with your day. It's a really great time. We just released the third episode, and that means we need all of the reviews, and all of the excitement, and all the subscribers we can get, so make sure to find us. I hope, I think it should be on iTunes at this point, I'm not sure, but if you can't find it there, you can, at a load of pure BS dot com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for letting us use our theme song, Ric Flair, of their album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. Give a listen to those boys out there. Those boys and girls doing their sweet funk. It is still such a good... And I know I talked about this a couple of weeks back, but I still will listen to it in the in the car. I can't get sick of Ric Flair. It's just that good of a fucking song. It's a very good song. But of course, uh, like we said earlier, make sure to support us, whether by picking up some merch or by donating to patreon.com slash a load of BS. And of course, remember, until next time, to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week.